0: Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of The Script Podcast and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for The Script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, The Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. We release four or five podcasts a month, but we'd like to do more. We'd also like to improve our audio quality and release video podcasts with rich content. So here's how you can help. Become a patron of the script podcast and gain access to our VIP activity feed with premium content. There you'll be able to communicate privately with myself and my co-hosts after every podcast. You can get a packet of original screenwriting guides written exclusively for members of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can receive our monthly tracking board preview podcast for Hollywood insider updates on big script sales and the hottest spec screenplays to hit the market. You can get access to full on-demand video of NYC Screenwriters Collective events, lectures, and panel discussions. At the highest patron levels, you can even request the film or TV series we analyze and come on The Script yourself to analyze it. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash thescript.
1: Ghosts are real, that much I know. I've seen them all my life.
0: You were a gross. the script the official podcast of the nyc screenwriters collective tonight we continue with our halloween horror series with crimson peak del toro his latest epic mia wazikowska jessica chastain tom hiddleston loki himself and charlie hunnam the dude from uh, from the jaeger the jaeger pilot guy from from uh, my favorite, I think my favorite uh, Del Toro is uh, Pacific Rim. With me tonight, new. Uh, we got some new podcasters, uh, but the oldies but goodies, we got Alka Kushlani is with us. Hey there, David. Christina, hello Alka. Christina Leith Malin. Hello. Hello. And Jared Goodman. Hey. Howdy how are you sir I am all well happy to have all of our uh, horror based screenwriters from the collective here tonight to take on probably the biggest budget horror genre film of the year uh, I don't know arguably Guillermo del Toro uh, you know him, of course from Pan's Labyrinth Hellboy Pacific Rim He wrote this script with a guy named Matthew Robbins, whose uh, writing credits include Mimic, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, and the 1987 classic Batteries Not Included. (laughs) Do you
2: guys know that? Love it. Going with the old people? Hume,
0: Hume Cronin, Jessica Tandy. Love that movie. That was
3: with the
2: time of cu- Cocoon family. Of,
0: yeah, of it was stone. like that. It yeah, was like yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like a cocoon sort of uh, remake with with uh, with with. Uh, was Gutenberg ma- in that mach- machines? I don't know. Yeah, Gutenberg should have been. I don't think so, but he should have been. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right,
0: fair enough. So um, tonight uh, we're doing Crimson Peak, guys. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk. um, We're going to do one up, one down. What did we like? What did we not like? Just general thoughts on Crimson Peak. Uh, Does anyone else want to? Does anyone want to go first? Christina, I know you're you're sort of our moderator of the horror series. You're our curator. You're our docent of the Halloween horror series here on the script.
2: (laughs) Um, Ah, yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you you want to say say what you liked about Crimson Peak? Um, say what you didn't like, and maybe help uh, since you're such an expert, put it into a subgenre of
2: horror for us. Um, yeah, I think there's. Uh, sure, I I'm gonna fight with Alka tonight, and it's really depressing. But I'm right, and she's wrong. Anyway. <laughs>
1: So it's got She hasn't
2: even
0: opened her mouth yet.
2: She hasn't even opened
0: her mouth yet. <laughs> I know.
1: This is this is what I'm dealing with.
2: <laughs> girl
0: it's fight, girl fight. Just like the third on, act. Um, it's the girl up, fight. It's stabbing. Down. There's there's gonna be a there's gonna be a pen stabbing on this podcast. <laughs> no, Girls, you, you got your pens fight. out? You got your pens and your Whatevs. corsets?
2: Whatevs. Whatevs. No, I, I, I uh, one up, one down, one up. Let's start with one down.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, that's not what we do in the collective, darling. We always say what we liked first. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> one up. What I really enjoyed was the. Father's role and the way it was played out and the way he was protective. And I love the relationship between Mia and her father, the development of that.
0: Interesting, yeah.
2: Critique, constructive critique, is you have a beautiful budget and you tell the same story. Without taking it anywhere further than what we've already seen, and I could name a handful of movies that have done this. So, as I, and knowing how wonderful he is, and how people revere him, I was expecting for him to take it one step further and surprise me, and I wasn't surprised.
0: Because this was just a haunted house.
2: This was a haunted house. It was a brother sister trying to get over on a on a naive girl. Uh, we'll we'll get into it, but move on to the next person. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh,
0: I did, I, I gotta say before, uh, I did write one of my notes in my notes that I was taking in the back of this theater was where did the budget go? question mark, question mark, question mark <laughs> um, Alka your response
1: my response is this is that I think people expect gothic horror um, to kind of like shirk its responsibilities to its own genre. And I think the thing that we're going to fight about is that it is really a throwback. This film is an homage to uh, Gothic horror and films that came before. Like I'm talking about Rebecca and Jane Eyre, even Rosemary's baby. I mean, I think it falls very nicely into a tradition and I think that's what they were trying to do, but that's, um, also a bigger conversation what I I'm going to go cinematic on my one up one down Um, what I loved about it was I thought these costumes and the production design were like signature del Toro I think it was very lush and very beautiful and I love those cocoon like nightgowns that she was wearing I mean Jesus those were gorgeous and what I did not like also cinematically speaking was I did not I feel like the irises and the wipes—you know those effects—were just kind of tacked on and very weirdly distracting, along with the single red tear that was shed by our villain hero. So, uh,
0: very eloquently put.
1: Uh, well, Christina, that is my aim here tonight—to <laughs> win <Jared>. you over <laughs> finally. Jared.
0: Jared, get get in this fight. What do you think? What did you like? What did you not like?
3: Uh, I, I'm am avoiding the fight as much as I can.
0: No, no, show us you're a man. You're on this podcast, man. Bring it,
3: man. I'm up. A, I'm, I'm a first time on the podcast, but uh, but I love it. Um, and unfortunately, I um, for Alka, I have to side with Christina on this one. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this this may be you know of the genre. You know, it might be a throwback, but it's much more of just gothic. It didn't really, I mean, yeah, there was grotesqueness, there was gruesomeness, but it didn't really, for me, it didn't really fit horror. There wasn't anything really horrific for me. Um, Obviously, everyone picked the two ups that I would have gone with. I I, I thought the the art direction and the costume direction were, you know, I mean, that's what really I think you're going to take away from this movie, that that was just really strong, very impressive. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of huge, puffy shoulders, but you know, I'm a guy. What, what do I know what, what what the people want? but um, and I really did like the the relationship between Mia I, I th- and her father. I,
0: I thought the whole point of Victorian was like you know, was cleavage. like <laughs> we didn't get any. like am I is it that that am I in the wrong fashion era guys?
1: Yes, you are, David
0: okay what era is the fashion is this
1: this is kind of post-victorian really isn't it like it's early 20th century so the Victorian era is I think kind of coming to a close but I think it still uh-huh. falls within the Victorian era we're still like kind of concerned with Victorian preoccupations like things like technology industrialization ghosts the paranormal you know
0: okay um. Here's what I think. Del Toro, if I didn't know it was Del Toro, and I and he wasn't the, the monster, I, I love the visuals of this. Um, I love the story. Uh, between of of um Edith, uh, investigating this new home. Like I like the idea that she was stuck at this new home. And she had to investigate it almost like a child, um, finding, you know, th- going through the maze, opening up locks and keys. Um, there's all this, like, uh, great sort of steampunk technology going on. Um, and it reminds me there's this game on the iPhone called The Room and The Room 2 that is all these puzzles with locks and keys and switches and stuff. It's very steampunk and i I liked that that stuff because i i really struggled to find an a story in this movie Um, and so to me the closest thing i could find was edith sort of making herself at home and then eventually it evolved into discovering um the plot against her which unfortunately the audience is made aware of very early on when she isn't, which is one of the big no-no's in a, in, a, in a mystery is you're not supposed to let our protagonist or the audience know the whole deal before our protagonist does because then we're just like kind of waiting for her to, you know, to, to smarten up and get with the program and, you know, get get rid of this dude who's using her. Um, the What I saw at the, I don't know why I saw it at the end but I kept i think I, it's because i kept waiting for something epically horror to happen because del toro is capable monsters of epic monster stuff and at the end when nothing monster happened the, the the biggest monster of the story was this mother who who beat her children and who kept them in this horrible decrepit house and then it that it dawned on me this was like Pan's Labyrinth in a way that it was about actual human horror not fantastical horror and about some like horrible mother who abused her children so much that they ended up in an incestuous relationship and this is the legacy of it the problem is he used this haunted house and these ghosts and these all the trappings of the fantastical horror to make us think something big was gonna happen um so I you know I kept waiting for the army of ghosts to help out I kept waiting for um I thought actually in the third act when uh, Edith is pushed off the balcony I thought she was going to die and the third act was going to be her as a ghost getting revenge on the people in a very dark turn. Wow. And I was I like, hadn't oh even this could be that would
2: have been cool. That
0: this that could have been cool, right? I was like, when's this going to go mm-hmm. epic? You know? Um, and it but it ended up being just sort of a human tragedy with touches of of uh, this gothic horror fant- fantastical stuff that um, I guess he was just telegraphing much more epic fantasy than he really paid off. So that's my two cents on it. Um, should we do beats? I don't know or, or we can do other ups and downs we're in really we have really we've got plenty of time. So.
1: Yeah I mean I think I should jump in and say, you know I think um, the thing about gothic, anything is that they're these they're these elements and I think you know in this film uh they definitely employ those elements you know like you have um the one of the great uh one of the you know most common inciting incidents or uh you know turning points would be getting married you know a lot of whether it's uh you know and rebecca are here you know you kind of see
0: Ooh, i like rebecca as a, as a yeah as a it's very
1: and then there's the there's the dark mansion in a remote location you know even its name Allerdale hall is like manderley which is the house in rebecca you know nice ah. they're hidden rooms there's The woman in the attic, or the ghost, or the supernatural. These are all, like, gothic conventions, and he hits them. You know, there's inclement weather, you know. Can you tell
2: me what... Family secrets.
1: So then you reposition
2: it, though. Go ahead.
1: No, I hear what you guys are saying. I'm actually not... I I don't disagree that perhaps, you know... And I think his name kind of elicits that response, which is, you know, he's going to go and take this to the next logical place but i enjoyed it as something that stands very firmly in its place of gothic romance or gothic horror you know where you have certain conventions but you have it in on this very grand scale i mean even uh, the movement of the plot it's like he takes something like 40 minutes 45 minutes to get her to Allerdale hall you yes, know it, it
0: feels i, I want to talk about that i mean That to me is an it's 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 good storytelling in one. It's 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 the i it's a good idea because what's important is that we believe that she loves him. Right. Um, That Edith actually falls for Thomas. Oh, yes. And so they want to spend that time making it happen. But I didn't buy it. Even with the thirty five, forty minutes to get there. I didn't see why um, uh, the inventor was the perfect match for the writer. Why his green shade should oh, mess Because with he's go- a dreamer her like
1: her. He's a dreamer. I mean, they are two dreamers in this age of, like, you know, marrying for fortune.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, because he kept getting his, his invention rejected a little. Yeah, and she was, was getting her manuscript
1: rejected. They were very sympathetic in that regard.
0: It, Jared, did you buy the romance?
3: No. And, I mean, for me, they, they, they do this great job. Because when I saw the trailer, the first thing I thought was, I, I didn't want to see this movie. Because it was, like Christina said, like so many things you've seen before, where it's like, you know, the brother-sister going up against this kind of ingenue, this, this naive young woman. But in the beginning of the movie, they really set her up as a really strong character. You know? She's independent. She wants to be a writer. Good point. You know, she's... You know, not looking for the easy romance with Charlie Hunnam. And she is
0: tough. Yeah, she's, I like, I like, she has spunk. They introduce... Yeah, they Eve set her up as spunk. very
3: observant. You know, she's supposed to be very observant. But as soon as Thomas Sharp enters the picture, it, her character just kind of falls up to pieces to me. Like, I don't see the romance. I didn't see the connection. I didn't think it was strong enough. And then as soon as she gets to the house, um, you know, as soon as she gets to the estate in England... Um, you know, she kind of loses her whole self a little bit. And I don't see the same inquisitiveness, observe, you know, her observance on her own part. I feel like a lot of
1: she it becomes is, is weak. spoon-fed. She comes very weak. Yeah. The They're poisoning her. Excuse
2: they me. They are poisoning her. Have, has
1: no yeah, one man. seen that evil tea that Jessica Chastain keeps pouring her?
3: <laughs> what? I, 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 um, thinking, I don't know if anyone else was thinking this, but, um, and maybe I'm thinking this because of, cause of uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, but you know the ring. You know, oh, like is the Loki. ring supposed to be like the scepter in Avengers? That's like <laughs> you know messing with everyone. Okay, mind? you're taking
2: it somewhere totally different. I, yeah. This, I, this meta is, is meta. No, no this is I, meta here. No, the ring
0: was was uh was there and it was present. It was one of the major objects early yeah, on. Yeah, I was waiting for it to have magical True. powers, and it never really did.
2: Yeah. Um, Wait. Although, so here's a. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say um, flowers in the attic.
2: <laughs> oh, know flowers in the attic? BC Andrews. Kay. Moment of silence. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: the poison. The the brother and the sister. the poison cookies.
2: The brothers. Oh, yeah,
0: yes, you're right. yes. The, and the brother and sister locked in. Well, we know he's seen that horror.
1: exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah that's oh, what that's I, I kept thinking here. That is gothic.
1: Know? Yep.
3: Flowers in the attic meets Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> with with a little bit of the shining at the end, with a with tad the of Avengers. Storm.
1: Oh, there was definitely a shining moment, guys. Thank you. Did, did you see that shining moment when which the, one? No. When the woman with the meat cleaver in her head, who's I believe the mother, comes out of the tub. Yes. And it's like that heartbeat. Oh. You know, yeah. it was even that uh, it was like straight from. It was very much uh, talk about an homage.
0: Yes. Right.
1: So here's,
2: here's the I, thing well, that I, I want, have to jump in echo, and fa- you Go ahead. I got to say this. Here's a problem. And actually, Elka, I'm almost going to agree with you. I'm going to back up by saying when I saw this at the cinema or when I was in line yesterday for another movie, there was a guy and a girl behind me. And the girl's like... I liked it because it was fun and it was really pretty. And the guy was like, yeah, but it wasn't horrific. It was kind of bland. And that, that's <laughs> the, the problem with this because it really was beautiful. It should have been the New
0: York Times review. Yeah. <laughs> but it
2: was. No, but Elka but makes a really good point. And I will sit here, and if we were reviewing Hatchet, which came out about five or six years ago, Hatchet literally pulled every horror trope. It was pulled Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. There was nothing original about it, but fans ate it up because they remember their 80s horror. So if we, this is why I say this is the problem. If the marketing team says, instead of saying, hey, we have a new horror from Del Toro, we say, del is doing gothic beautiful gothic and if you sell it as beautiful gothic it would have went to a totally different place made a lot of people happy kept the horror kids away because they don't like it that's not maybe what they want and they weren't expecting but when you put it out there as a new horror from the guy that's done hellboy the guy that's done pan's labyrinth we're expecting something to take us to a different level even pan's labyrinth was didn't It had turns, and I felt fulfilled with Pan's Labyrinth the way I didn't feel fulfilled with this one at all.
1: But I think he, you know, why don't we let this filmmaker do, like, smaller films? Like, did anyone see Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Now, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was a a remake of this 70s made-for-TV film, right? And it was Mm -hmm. very unsatisfying in terms of the narrative holes but my god did he tell a gothic like small gothic story really beautifully so that's the
0: same writer
1: that's the same writing and directing team and i think that there is something that interests them but maybe you know they kind of in this one i'm going to concede that maybe they didn't know what they wanted to be and i'll throw in that like fixation with the insects which kind of i don't I don't know why it was there. I don't know oh, where Del they were. Toro loves... He does, but that's He his- loves scary little flying things. Yeah, but does not do anything little flying Yeah. He he knows, like scary scary little photos. yeah. So, and yeah. then he's got yeah. those, you know, like those Pan's Labyrinth type, you know, like fantastic, um, you know, the ghosts that Fairies. come on. They definitely yeah. fit right. into that, at least that physical, um, you know, manifestation <laughs> and that physical image right. that he... It's it's Del Toro. You can see it, but where? But see, I we're think he's telling here. that oh, smaller story. You know, I I'm think. Gonna, okay, so but let's, see, let's, that's
2: the can, problem. Can that's I the problem. This? There's two Del Toros. There is. Yes. I've seen Devil's Backbone and Chronos, which were creepy stories, but they were they were in the Pan's Labyrinth. These great epic stories that are really grounded in a human experience. And then you see like The Strain. He's been doing um, uh, episodes of The Strain, and Pacific Rim, and Hellboy. So you see a horror side of him. It's just, you have to know, like when he, honestly, God, honest truth, I said, I would love, as a filmmaker, to make a $55 million movie that was that lush, and beautiful, and exotic, and told this nice, slow, solid story. That's what I actually think about this. But because I was sold it as a horror, I'm pissed off. I
0: want to give a shout out right now because we had this discussion. um, My grad school class, shout out to Fierstein grad school cinema. We had this discussion in narrative structure about when does the contract between the storyteller and the audience get signed? Right. And the only fair time that the contract between what I'm going to show you and what I promise to deliver on should get signed should be the first act of the movie, okay? And the problem is, in a movie like this, we signed the contract with Del Toro before we went into the theater because we, we signed it when he, we know what director he is. We've signed it when we know the budgets of his movie. We sign it with him when we know... Uh, When we see the trailer, which is a souped up Hollywood version trailer of this. But if you look at the first act of this movie, the true contract that we signed with this storyteller is a subtle gothic romance. And I think I would have liked it a lot better had I had I stuck with that contract instead of kept waiting for the epic, fantastical uh, Crimson Peak.
2: And yes that's a and no, with, it know, go, but but in I'm not blaming Del Toro. I'm st- I'm put I'm sticking to this or I'm sticking a pen in this after I say this. It's marketing. It's Hollywood. S- we
0: dabbing it with a pen. It, no,
2: but I'm saying how it was sold. I bet you he saw this script was written. They said yes. They grinned. Let it. Marketing said, but you know what? We want to pull in your blah 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 audience. So they sold it this way. He didn't say. I didn't see a bunch of promos with him saying, you guys are going to love this horror movie. I can't wait for... No. And not, a lot of times he doesn't do a lot of press like that. She uh, his marketing got, team hold on. sold that why'd a certain you, way. And you, now why are we pissed at him for it? I'm not pissed at him for that movie. The only thing I'm pissed off with him about is that there was nothing original to twist, the, you know what I mean. The the twi- there, Pans Labyrinth had that twist. Devil's Backbone had that twist. Kronos had that twist. Even Hellboy's was the story had some type
0: was of, was not was, enormously original, but the atmosphere, the was stunning. The, the The visuals, the the set design, the costume, everything. just I feel the like world. they're probably
2: going to get nominated too because I everything yeah, artistically visual about original. this deserves yeah. nods.
0: Let's, let's rock and roll through some of the beats, guys. Um, Alka, would you like to lead us through?
1: So the first image is really the one of the last images. Uh, I think the image. Image. it's different, It's uh, Edith in this white cocoon-like nightgown, folds and folds of fabric, and she's out in the snow, and we see her hand is bloodied. We she's see got a gash
0: on her face. I love that. Yeah, like, we see I love she's gone through some trauma.
1: That's the first image. And then we start with a voiceover that leads and us into the story. And she says that
0: one line, which is... Uh, Ghosts are real. Ghosts. Ghosts are real.
1: And is that our theme stated, would you say? Uh, I don't they know end what on that it is. Too. Sure. They because
0: do. They, they do. Well, so you, we, we should, we should kind always of speak with our... Yeah. They, but but, but the, let, let's stick with opening and closing image first because the closing image they they uh, they just bring back the opening image, and they they continue the same it's the same image, hand it bloody is. face ghosts are real but then they continue her conversation, and they say something much more profound about ghosts, that we didn't necessarily see in the movie is that ghosts are tied to a place, or to a terrible crime, or to an emotion some like revenge <laughs> and then they show us they show us that uh lucille actually ends up a ghost in that house yes. anyway yes and that's
1: that's the final that, image
0: yes now, that's mm. the final image though it's not the closing image or I, maybe it is maybe it is maybe you're right
1: yeah lucille uh, playing that piano the piano the final. in black yeah. yeah you're right so it's like Which the is, first wh- image is all white and snow mm-hmm. and the last m- image is all black yeah, which is which. Yeah, you're that right, image right. with life Lucy- and death.
0: That beautifully said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this <laughs> movie is better than you all think it was. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> that is I'm, my I'm overarching it the more we, thesis. I'm, I'm liking it.
0: The more we talk about it, I just think that you know the epic sort of this this theme that he might have been getting at with the idea of ghosts being stuck in a house um, because of tragedies. <laughs> goes back to something more flowers in the attic like yeah I had, this, I had an issue with the with her mother, mother who inflicted um,
3: all this i don't know if anyone else has this and, issue this, this could be me and, being petty but uh, i mean obviously you need it because otherwise, no we shouldn't it put it movie, with that because it's the polar you know, opposite the mother comes back I've, as a ghost like after I'm, her death I'm, and she's warning I'm her about to crimson side a little like she's a beware crimson peak
2: in that, when we talked about being yeah, stated it, like, in this movie... So not
3: movie, only is her mother a ghost, both but she's mothers also like, tried to you know, save her. A, a fortune teller. You know, she could see the future. Hers it's and like, theirs. Like, what's the point?
0: Oh,
1: who's they're ghosts. The one with the <laughs> cleaver in her head.
3: They are. Okay. It, it's, it's like she's Sixth Sense what a little bit. What is the
0: mother...
3: The... It's this... so easy. Just ask a ghost and you'll solve your problem.
0: What does she say?
1: Yes. When the time comes, beware.
3: I think, for me, the theme, you know, is about love. You know, and it's like, is love... Worth, I don't want to say ghosts. is it worth dying yes. for but no. is it you okay.
1: know they're all helping her
3: you no, as they're a person, very you know, they're not helpful at all that's really the real they're test so they are they ghosting. all point her you know, in the wrong direction
1: like, they all warn love her he loves his sister
3: and they have you know their relationship but they give information but, <laughs> but they don't they give information also loves but they don't death, get involved. although I don't believe it but you know he says it enough times
0: unlike Beetlejuice and that
3: changes his character you know it changes who he is and I think that's really the theme is that love is kind of was
0: there a theme stated Unconquerable.
3: Um, it, it can make you a better person.
0: Through through all kinds of shit. Even if you're living uh, you know. in a, a house from hell, where the 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 red clay is bubbling up through the floor, and the 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 snow is coming in through holes in the ceilings, and there's water. You know, it was a kind of great metaphor for like a you you know neglected poverty stricken family. I like that. He
2: they were though. That's why they were yeah. their funds. I so that's what makes me too. think of Del
0: Toro. Del Toro speaking about, um, you know, uh, 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 poverty in Spain. Brits were uh, looking you know, for after, easy
2: Americans. Right.
0: After Franco, uh, you know, like all, all that stuff. Like he, I like, I think you know. Del Toro has it goes back to Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, but, he has, but now he loves uh, her. You know, epic imagery, but it's about human horror. You know, like not yeah, fan, it, it's tr- fantastic. It struck me
3: as almost vampiric. So, well, then, it was here's almost the thing, like, you I, know, you know like you never die and you just kind of keep living the, the same story?
2: On the brothers and sister, wor- weren't solid enough? I, to me, they yeah. weren't. And, and the whole kind of how many cycles of women, how many decades of cycles of women does he go through for a machine? His sister sits there. His lover sister sits there. There's no evolution to their story. It's just like, okay, the next country. So if let's just say they had killed her. What was their goal? 2015 in Indonesia looking for the next bride that has money. Like, I don't... This is This is... And why didn't they die? I don't get that too. They weren't officially ghosts, but they, they show kind of this history that span a lot <laughs> longer than a human life. Him still looking the same. I don't think it was
0: supposed to. I think it was, it was the last couple of years. Like yeah. he'd just been hopping think- around Europe getting getting wives and then killing them and taking their money and putting it into the house. And- my problem my, my problem is, like you said, and what happens often for screenwriters is when you come up with a really great idea for uh, a haunted house and some bad guys, you forget to write the bad guys' plan of attack. What was their plan? I like, think I don't even know what their plan was. Can I go was.
1: back to the gothic, like, please? Archetypes please inform here. us archetypes, what is the gothic what is archetypes. the so is it? we have Jessica Chastain. The thing that is different about her is she's you know she is the woman in the attic. Yeah. right this is like you know it's Mr. not the mother Rochester's, either. like previous wife who they keep in the tower you know guarded yeah. by like grace pool but she's not she's she's <laughs> out in the open and she is wreaking havoc on his life you know instead of having like you're kind of thinking like hey those ghosts are also the women in the attic no no that Places occupied by Jessica Chastain's character, you know, and until he conquers her, uh, Lucille is the real antagonist. And you know, they tried to make him ghosts. Yeah, and they tried. It's not
0: the house. It's not the ghost. You're saying no,
1: no. It's Lucille, and she is the woman in the (laughs) attic, and she's the one who's kind of turning the screws here. But. I think
0: that- Alka, I love that. I love that. That that point that actually shows us where the real issue with this story is that Lucille is not bad enough. She is not scary enough. She is not nearly horrible enough because she gets trumped by ghosts and and the dead mother. If we made her more of epic evil character, this might have worked better.
1: But I think her history Our, is a what stronger conflict. Agreed. A, Agreed. An epic. Evil character, right? I mean, she took care of these three women before, and none of them consummated their marriage with uh, with Tom Sharp. (laughs) You know, but what, was, then? But the, 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 here, she was the out of the blood. between the
2: two of them, though? Like when she's just like, I don't want to give my ring back, and you know, the whole kind of give the ring, not give the ring. I've, I felt yeah. like the stakes weren't high enough. I didn't see the it, fight, fight between you know, them to d- David to, to your point. You, you know, know what she could have
3: been more villainous. I mean, I, mean, I don't know why my my mind's just going right to this movie, but you, you, know, I mean, I to, you know, you compare Lucille to you know Kathy Bates' character in Misery. You know, you just see a complete difference in like the level of the show uh, villainy you know like the worst that Jessica Chastain is doing is like she, i'm I mean, trying to poison of you with something tea and what was up but at that point trying to do that
0: about their
1: plan take my keys
3: i know you take my no, keys but you put the key what back and plan? i'm like oh you you know the key like the whole thing with the key didn't go anywhere and she's not doing anything until the
0: end the house is falling apart and nobody's buying that invention like it's not working very well
3: Yeah. Sure. Gravity. Yeah, that, that's the failure of this movie, is that it doesn't fulfill its promises.
2: I'm going to play the piano you know, really I mean, hard.
3: I'm, I love the direction, you know, the <laughs> art direction, the the costume design. I love the the feel and the atmosphere, but then it never delivers on everything that it's, it's setting up.
0: Yeah, and and we keep seeing the house being very scary and we keep waiting for the house to be an antagonist a force of antagonism like those those vats of the the red like clay i kept waiting for that to be something gruesome and they turn out just to be storage for dead bodies like that was so boring yeah. And it, it could do what what Alka is saying, having this gothic uh, sort of roots, where the antagonist is is Lucille, and that the all this all the parts of the house need to be her weapons, her tools, her her ways of being horrible. You know, maybe she's a part of the house. What about maybe the baby she's connected to the house? And the house is like. You know her. Her is a metaphor for her. That, that was the soul, bridge after and, the bridge. You know, yeah, but here is the
2: thing. Let's back it up. What if 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 the mother, even though it's a big old uh, hatchet in the head, what if the we don't know how the mother died, and they just you know they <laughs> Alka it was has done, an and then here. he finds out she died because of Lucille. Like I wanted, I wanted something I to think really I would separate that. Them. I
1: thought that was very like unnecessary. I thought the the mother was like. The bridge too far. Yeah, you know, that is like one more on the body count that we don't need. It doesn't add. The baby. The baby was yeah, but that was the Italian the baby. Baby is baby. more, but. <laughs> well, you know the baby should have been. <laughs> and used it wasn't more. I even think it's very unnerving. It, it, it to was our baby...
0: baby. It was born. It was born wrong.
1: Oh my lord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. A disclaimer, I Christina really wants to disclaim herself
1: out of that last comment. Uh, you know, that baby. If they would have just given that baby a more central... <laughs>
0: if we could just have some baby. If that baby was a little baby, more evil.
2: If a little, that baby you, saw, a little
0: you saw evil. more moths and butterflies than you
3: saw of that baby.
0: <laughs> I wanted to see a, a ghost baby murderer thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I, I'll okay. cut. Uh, You want to just quickly walk us through the setup here?
1: Yeah, the setup is that Edith, and I feel like her namesake is Edith Wharton. I think we're talking about the same time frame. Mm, I mean, this is Buffalo, but, you know, it could be, you know, that turn of the century, New York, upper, upper class. Um, So Edith is an aspiring author who's getting no traction with her novel. And she lives alone with her father and is haunted by her mother, who she sees as a specter. Um, and her mother dies when she's young, like 10, 12 and, uh, around the time of her death warns her when the time is right, when the time comes, be aware of, beware of Crimson Peak. And then we flash forward 14 years and she is living alone with her, uh, father. They have a warm relationship and in walks Thomas Sharp, who has this drill, this mining tool that he needs a backer for because it's a big
0: shovel it's like a <laughs> it's like a steampunk like like
1: second time you said
2: t- bulldozer steam in this conversation Th- third
0: time actually am i wrong am i wrong <laughs> I, I love steampunk that's
3: I, I think we need more steampunk um, he has a
1: contraption He's got a, it's <laughs> he set, has he a tool contraption is the right word <laughs> so um, right word. anyway he approaches Edith's father to back him and Edith's father going on you know that uh, American intuition that kind of flows from like the hard work of working in the soil he kind of can feel Thomas's handshake and know that this is a man who's led a pam- pampered life are and too he wants soft. That's yeah so, it's i like so i really like that detail i like that detail he you said it? Okay. This is- yeah this is what a man's hands are supposed to feel like you know when you've come up yeah, through hard work like, not through like privilege
0: yeah it just sounded like um american xenophobia oh I liked
1: it I liked it I thought it was very kind of um you know of it's time again the father
0: characters was well drawn he before he kicks the bucket or before he spanks the sink like he he was like he was well drawn and he was kind of yeah we couldn't tell if he was good or bad but it turned out he was looking out for his daughter and it turned out he was 100% right about
1: Everything. about what Loki Everything. was trying to do. Right, right. And this is also of its time. You know, Edith is so defined by her relationship to her father and her relationship to her husband. And, you know, her prospects are all kind of defined by these men around her. You know, there's a the publisher. There's the man who loves her. There's the man she loves. I mean, it's all men, 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 men.
2: but did anyone Um, else see the failure in cat and mouse we said this earlier there's a failure because we had a strong Mia and we had this stranger from Europe great but she was strong in the beginning she was a writer that would sneak her press any the way she and the minute she got to Crimson Peak we lost the cat and mouse I wanted her to maybe see the poison and play her way I wanted to give her more obstacles where she was aware and she played out of it then yes, then and, actually and, happened and she
0: solved she solves some mysteries in the house she gets away with the stealing of the keys like let's make her like really awesome the the, the one of the problems is as i said earlier is they reveal to us that tom hiddleston's character that 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 uh uh thomas sharp is deceiving her if they could play it so that we don't know we see it through her eyes Edith's eyes that maybe he is maybe he she's not he's doubting her love she's you know she's doubting his love then she's feeling his love then we could we we don't lose respect for our protagonist Uh, Jared said it earlier one of the thing one of the most important things and this is really straightforward screenwriting love story stuff which is if we don't believe that the 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 two love interests are good for each other or perfect for each other If we have Edith chasing after Thomas Sharp and we know he's a schmuck, we start to think Edith is a schmuck.
1: Well, I think that what tips their hand here is Lucille, right? One of the missteps here, I think, is I thought, why don't they didn't they just leave Lucille at Allerdale Hall um, and, you know, she have no inkling.
0: Oh they show existence. they show up to the house yeah. and, and then and then it's like boom. boom,
1: meet my sister. I like that very you know? much. Yeah. That I like that been, much. I like that version much better. But think Jessica Chastain is too big a star like and they want you <laughs> Yeah, I mean but that's another gothic convention, right? But, but when but you no, get but we there, that's when you deal with the lady in the attic. But, but it's would, like the woman in the attic sad. is walking around playing the piano. We
0: we would have bought Edith and Tom Falling for each other a lot easier. It's like, oh, they're both alone and they're you know, yeah. he's he gets rejected, has to go back to the hotel room, you know, and he he's putting on spanked revision because there's nothing else to do now that he didn't get the deal, and she <laughs> knocks on the door.
3: Christina's face. Awesome. Um I I, 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 don't, I, if, I don't know I what spanked revision is, but I agree
0: a hundred percent. It's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Yes you do.
3: I, I wanna know if anyone has an issue with um so after her father is you know dispatched with she gets married she goes on to Allerdale Hall like there is no remorse you know there is no like wow my father was just you know killed you know he was dead under mysterious circumstances oh she
1: acted up a storm at the morgue come on Jared It was like yeah, it was just like, oh, you know, this is why he dresses so well and this is why he maintains himself. That he was doesn't like to be, I, I mean, like it was that. a beautiful scene. That was good. I like that.
3: And then yeah, she gets remorse. to the house and she's like, you know, a snowflake, you know, like she's like a little doily.
1: That's oh, the problem. That's unfair. That is unfair. No, but she's it not, is. She's being drugged.
2: And <laughs> she's a stranger in I'm a strange you, it's the land. Ring
1: the ring which has beyond the (laughs) drugging we have we
2: keep coming around to the same issue drugs doesn't change your personality you're still going to be alka you know it doesn't mean i don't care if i pump like tons of marijuana in you you're just going to be a souped up alka but you're still going to be you yeah, let's you know. Let's prove That's it. why
1: she's able to steal the key. That's why she's able to continue and like look for the gramophone for the cylinders with the you know recorded. That, that was stuff. oh
0: another another like
1: another steampunk invention.
0: Another steampunk invention
3: another steampunk okay. reference i love it
1: yeah. okay i'm done with because steampunk are we talking about it out there, steampunk every, time, every time there's
0: every time there's technology in in this era that's so anachronistic i'm i'm calling it steampunk. yeah I, I kind of
3: love the gramophone the recordings you know I, I kind of loved that i was like this is it's better than cd quality you know
0: yeah, it was definitely, like, you know, really good mp3 quality.
3: It's way better than the recordings that we're going to be sending to you in about, you know,
0: however many minutes. <laughs> Alka, Wait, step us go. through. Okay, go ahead. I, I was, Christina, please.
2: No, I was totally going to say, can we get back to the beats? <laughs>
0: yes, Because I Because yes, I yes. I'm just, before I, we I just. I hear that.
2: Oh,
1: beats. Yes. No, I was gonna, gonna say. we the inciting incident. T- which tell we'll... me if
0: the inciting incident is the death of the father. I think that's what it is. No. Um. I do not. I thought it was the death of the father, and then they they break into two. She
2: She leaves
0: for the manor. She leaves. No, it's him arriving. you
3: know the inciting incident's earlier.
1: They fall in. It's him arriving.
3: Yeah, Tim arriving, meeting
1: him. Yeah.
0: Oh, so and fun and games is the romance. Uh, no, fun know. and games or, is the, are house?
1: About, is the problem. The is that there was no fun and when... games? Here's another are problem. Are we disagreeing I'm... about we... the inciting? Okay, incident? I need yeah, I mean, the guys to be quiet. I have to ask incident. Alka a
2: question. Alka, did you you? I, this is a girl thing. Did you notice how important her manuscript was until she got to Crimson Pink? What happened to the man? What happened to? We All stopped right, talking stopped about this.
1: Well, remember how I. The, yeah, it was very important to her. And she was writing, she was like only on chapter three. So I think that <laughs> is a good question. But I think I think one of the, I, I, I feel it wasn't very strongly delivered. But one of the messages that I think she kept receiving about her writing is that she hadn't lived enough, right? There was something about, you know, her lack of experience because she was putting it she used to write ghost stories and now this is well, more the, grounded the note, and no
0: the note she got from the literary agent was um, oh it's a ghost story but it could use a romance and then at the end of the film we see she we closed the book and crimson peak is is her book so and that's what we, exactly what we got which is a ghost story with a bit of a love story
1: yes Gothic, romance, gothic, gothic romance. literature, all the tenants.
0: And you know what? I'll be honest. Like Alka, like Guillermo and Mia and Jessica and Tom and Charlie. Like they were on Colbert last week, all together talking about how this is a gothic romance. They were lowering expectations, but nobody knew that. That's what they were doing.
1: I don't think it's lowering expectations to say you know we. It, like it. when an action movie comes movie out, was, like does anybody sit and per, like go, oh, but we're looking for something I mean. No, because he did you Pacific Rim obsessed. and Hellboy when they know maybe, get,
0: when you put his name on it, his fan base is looking for epic monster movies.
1: I think yeah. this is yeah. what and Christina was saying, which is that you've got so. like the marketing team leading Agreed. You know this, leading us on. Yeah, the the filmmaking. Agreed. It's not it's not clear to me that... So
0: so, so, what is our catalyst?
1: Agreed. I think it is they fall in love. Specifically, I think it's this moment, you know, like she's at home, kind of... She's intrigued by him, and she's kind of researching his background. And it's a stormy night, and everyone's gone to the McMichaels party. And he shows up on her doorstep, and kind of... He takes her out. You know, the father tried to convince her to go... But it's the night that she sees her mother's ghost again after not seeing her for like fourteen years. So she's she's ready to go out of the house. And when she accepts that invitation, then we're off. You know that Dude, is the I inciting. Like in. They fall in love that catalyst. night.
2: Yeah, but that but still. But then fun and the fun and games has is die. The catalyst
1: is no. I feel like no. That's the, the end died. of. But that is break into See, that, that's the that break is into break two. into two. The father's death though. is not
0: gonna take No, a father's death is not breaking in a two. The journey yeah the break in a two the is when she goes to the house.
1: Dead.
3: Yeah, but that yeah. allows her to take the journey. She doesn't take the which journey. Is, but but the the dad definition dad of the died, ca-
0: Which is the definition a of a catalyst. The definition okay, so of a catalyst is presenting the journey.
1: Yes, and that's him. That's him coming out of nowhere the and
2: death feeling of the her dad. heart. Yes. Sending
0: the journey or go or Okay. The structure here, the structure here, reminds me a lot of a film called *Shining Through*. Did anybody see that with Melanie Griffith and uh,
3: Michael Douglas?
0: Michael Douglas, yeah, yeah. It is mm-hmm. a story about a woman who becomes a spy, right, and goes to Germany um, to be a, the, a female spy in World War II. But they spend the first thirty-five minutes building their love story before she becomes a spy, and they do that to build the love story so that we will miss we will buy the love story between them later on but they lay a whole bunch of pipe a, a really long first act so that we buy it and it, it's 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 for the sake of the character the romance but the break in a 2 is when she leaves for germany and i think the same thing here the break the catalyst for me here this movie this does not get started until she she goes to the house
1: well i think del toro marks the father's death by we all of a sudden he switches Uh, perspective, we're now looking at um, Edith and Tom at the funeral through Dr. McMichael's eyes. This is Charlie Hunnam. And he sees Edith's hand on Tom's like, breath. And it's got the ring on it. And boom, you've got an iris that closes over it. And I think that is the mark of the breaking tattoo. I mean, he marks it like
0: how He marks it with Hiddleston Breast. You said it right there.
1: Yeah, I think that is the break into two. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David just wants to, sit, just wanted
1: okay, to okay, say Hiddleston Okay, that's weird, breast. but she's right. <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with Alka.
3: This, this is the first time I've agreed with Alka. It,
0: it is because it... Oh, she goes on the journey. She agreed to marry him off screen is what you're saying? Of course. Yeah. Oh, so it's an off screen break into two. <laughs> that's fantastic. I yeah. know. Yeah.
2: It's but the, the catalyst ring. is still the death. It's before the ring the break.
0: That is... Yeah, the catalyst would still be the. Death. I, don't, I don't know. For
3: for not, me, the catalyst is when love. he arrives when the she starts he... falling in love with him.
2: Thank and see, you. that's why we brought the sister in because the sister's here. She's actually the one that does the killing. Would Tom Hiddleston, whatever, had the gumption to do oh, the killing to right. get her on the journey? That's true, but I still, I still because like we're playing Ultra's... him as a very weak. We're actually playing him as a very weak character. Even yes. he got stabbed in the face. Oh, Who doesn't protect himself from getting Sharp. stabbed Thomas in the face? Sharp is, Tom Sharp, Sharp is so
0: weak in this movie. His Lucille pushes him around all over the place.
1: Because in going back to our gothic archetypes, the Jeez. guy <laughs> is always a villain hero, right? Rochester he marries Jane Eyre knowing that. He's already married, and he's got the crazy ex-wife in the attic. He has not ended that marriage. Uh, I mean, he is a villain to do this to this young girl, but he's also the hero because Mia his was intentions Jane are Eyre. noble. And doesn't this guy deserve Didn't, to be happy?
0: Wazakowska was just Jane Eyre recently in a movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. I, this is
3: so meta.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So no, but, there's so, that, but, and then even in Rebecca. You know, you get Rebecca, who's uh, uh, Rebecca is the ex-wife, but you get this young girl who does not even have a name, right? And she marries Maxim De Winter, and she becomes Mrs. De Winter, not knowing this guy killed Re- the first Mrs. De Winter. He is a villain hero, and this uh, here uh, Tom Hiddleston's and, and character he, he, is he a tur- villain hero.
0: He turns a little good towards the end.
1: Well, they, this is where they got really yeah they went really full on with the archetypes where he was like at first he's kind of avoiding her in bed he's like she's waking up alone he he's never around at night right we know where he is <laughs> after a while but oh, she doesn't do. right and but it gives her an opportune moment to go exploring in the middle of the that night. was
0: like a great imagery when yes. the go the ghost is it the mother the ghost points her to the bedroom. Says, Go check them out. Yeah. And there's this great image. The first time we see Lucille with her hair down, she looks like, um, a demon. Uh, she's, she's, she's naked except for her hair is down. She looks like, um, a succubus, you know? Yeah. And that, so that was great imagery. Yes. And now she's like, yeah, you know, our secret, ha ha. We're trying to kill you. And she, you know, and they have that great image where uh, Edith tries to run out of the house, and it's just snow. They're s- they're snowed in, like misery,
1: like The Shining,
0: like the or shining The Shining, yeah, or Groundhog's Day, or okay, Jack Frost.
1: <laughs> right. So we are the the debate. Do we want to talk about the debate? Which sure, is, uh, yeah. really, well, that takes place with the father. That's why the father is there. The father hires a private, private detective to investigate yeah, Thomas good, Sharp. Right. Because he can't really yeah. quite put a finger on why he doesn't like him. And finds out about some unsavory stuff in his past, like the murder of his mother. And we kind of don't know too much more at this point, correct? I'm well, trying to he, remember. He gets do a
0: document. We... He gets a document. Yeah, the first and... thing is the marriage license.
1: Now, here's oh, the Oh, so this is where they he, tip their he,
2: hand a little too early. No, but they tip two, a couple things. He knows about the murder of the mother, but and he knows about the investments in all the other countries, but he doesn't look to search about wives or mistresses, whoever, you know what I mean? Like he says, oh, you've done business in this place, this place, this place, blah, 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 and you still come to me. So did, why wasn't, you know what I mean, that extra level? But he level? didn't,
1: he didn't do it until his daughter started falling in love. So That's once right. his daughter he, he, starts he warming to the sky, yeah. then he's like, okay, Mr. Holly, I need you to go find out about this family.
0: Yeah, that that works. And um, for me, that not that our uh, our B story? Is uh, Mc, doc, doc, Dr. McMichael, Mc, McMichael um, you know, tracking her down. Uh, showing up at the opportune moments like and finally s- sort of his presence kind of is the only thing that saves
1: her uh because his unwavering love yeah, Oh,
2: whatever. I hate that character, that character that comes in to save the day and then gets stabbed to death. The only <laughs> time I like that hero fucking character, and Wait, I'm going to put it lives. out there, the only time I like the true fucking machismo hero was in Feast. In Feast when he's like, I'm here to save you, and he fucking dies in the first minute. It's yeah. the only time it's, I like I'm that. I'm here character. to save the day. De- I'm here to save you. You give your him mask. a minute
1: ah! and nothing more. I give you a minute, Charlie Hunnam.
0: <laughs> he
3: died. I mean, he lives.
0: He does barely, he lives,
1: but he's
2: right? useless. <laughs>
0: So, um, so th- we, we might have some debate about, we might have some argument about the catalyst and breaking it too, but we're all, we all consider the fun and games begin when she gets to the house. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Yes. Sure. And, yes. But there's and there's not there's...
0: a lot of fun and games.
1: Oh, there's plenty. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's,
2: there's, there's e- goth, e- there, d- this is Elka's world. I feel like there is goth fun and games. There's oh, enough yeah. of the, in the corridor kind of stuff.
3: There's I mean, lot. there's
2: that, but, but it's for me, like originally, like
3: as soon as she gets to the house. <laughs> The whole story just kind of hits off, you know. It just slows
0: down. I mean, again, it, it takes gets some 40, 45 minutes
1: to get it, to the house. Let's be real; the story slows <laughs> down sure. before that. Down. <laughs> but um,
0: well, it's a it's a two-hour film, so they, they, they have, they've got. Yeah, to, but it it takes the, its time. The tempo of
1: the film it takes its time, and
0: they get to the they get to the house and and instantly, you know, Lucille is kind of sweet to to uh, eat it when she sh- should have been a horror or should have been trying to teach her you know
2: how we hold the ways this is of how the manner sh-
0: this is how yeah the ways of the manner the ways of the broke down manner like that that,
2: <laughs> that manner broke back up. what
1: you would think with three you know, wives like, and all their fortunes, like somebody would have just, like, okay, let's just patch up the ceiling and then we'll just spend the rest on the so tool. Just, I That's <laughs> what you I keep saying. <laughs> we'll just do this they're, one they're thing. Their evil plan is not working out. All the money they're stealing. I mean, stealing, I love the hole in the ceiling,
2: know, but I totally agree.
1: Yeah. The only thing whoever it was their good contractor for it is, that it is, is screwing when she them. Falls off the balustrade. The snow. Like she lands <laughs> in like a pile of snow. You know, and it was kind of beautiful, and it broke her fall.
0: Yes, um,
1: <laughs> that was all the ceiling being kind of, you know, and also. Is it just
3: me or did Alka's mic just go real bad?
0: Yeah, Alka, you pulled your mic out a little.
1: Oh, I did. I'm so sorry.
0: That's so better. wherever it is I right now I totally
2: thought we were in the ghost dimension just now oh it was Al's <laughs> ghost
0: voice it was her ghost voice
1: Seal is coming uh, up behind me no um no all I was saying where this podcast is that go they needed get another to, drink uh, you know, they get a drink to this convention of like the inclement weather and the weather was like pouring in through the ceilings
0: can I just say the coolest part of this fucked up house was the the mud, the whole idea that the ore in the clay turned the clay red and that's why it's called Crimson Peak. And I was thinking, guys, is the is the ore in the clay is it mercury? Is it like the Fucking crazy
3: Are you really going
2: science place? deep on us? Serious. No, but that's really? like Mad
3: We're going to science like, the shit out of this. That's like
0: Mad and Where Hatterish.
1: was, you know, going to the clay science and the. the shit. Wait, right did they on. ever show us Crimson Peak?
3: Yeah, I never they're saw they're
1: a peak. That was the
3: thing.
2: That was the top house. of the hill. It's it's they are healing. I kept waiting, healing. waiting for, kept waiting for this it shit it to. You
1: never saw. No, no, like, no, I was. They, they could have done more The with house it. was
2: on it, though. The house was but on it. Guys, that was the guys, peak. Peak like hills. Is the... That was.
1: They were on the.
3: I don't know. Yeah, but I, why I, they could have done was more work. I wanted plan. it to be you know, something why else? Were they...
1: I wanted it to be. Um, like so, I read an earlier version of this script and uh no
3: kidding no inside
1: i i did and it was a mountain in that version but this in this one they totally did away with that and um yeah there was was there there was a mountain outside her window where it finally made sense to her like oh this is crimson peak there was That's that there was that moment, but it wasn't. So it charming. wasn't a
2: it wasn't a vocal cue, it wasn't a script cue, like a line. Because no. I feel like it was a line in this one.
3: In, in this it was a line. Tom Hiddleston basically yeah. says, Oh, they, they call it Crimson Peak.
2: Because of exactly.
0: the or in the clay. Yeah, it, I get it. Again, you know it what? was kind of just spoon fed. Guys, That's here's plain. what I want. Yeah.
2: I kind of I here, like here, I wish we had seen your no version. No one's listening to me yeah. anymore. No one's listening to me on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? Who
0: <laughs> exactly. Dun, dun, dun. I, I wanted the Crimson Peak, which is the title of the film, to be part of the ultimate antagonism. I've kept waiting for the mud, the clay, to be a force of antagonism like Poltergeist. You know, he's creating this invention to scoop the mud. What if the house is just sinking into the mud? Yeah, okay, there is. Right, and, they and, alluded and to he, that though.
2: You, and, uh, yeah, you, they almost they did. But you remember the first step when he took when they came over the threshold yeah. and she put her foot down. They had a close up on the first the the floorboards yeah. and all the mo- right. mud yeah. oozed. You, right. it was but alluded mud, to for you. Yeah,
3: he, he said but it was the, sinking into the mud, but then they never right. deliver on it.
2: But they
0: don't deliver, and if this is why they keep they keep. Um, you know stealing all these wa- women's money all these fortunes to to try to to try to create the invention to scoop the mud and the mud keeps getting deeper because they keep killing people and the and the ghosts keep like souping Ooh. it and, you know turning it into it's it blood you know you know and it so that it's just like it's this That's a different um, movie and uh, I
1: would also like to see that Epic cycle. <laughs> I, I would of, like to I see would, that would that totally movie. love that it movie. movie. There was yeah. this It'd Japanese movie cycle. called The Woman yeah. in the Sand which you know where this guy gets did anyone see this where this guy gets lost and he you know he has to stay overnight in this woman's house and it's like in the middle of a desert like his expedition leaves him and there's only this house and he goes to live with this woman and they have to keep digging themselves out like it's just like an all day every day kind of thing yeah it's crazy it was that sounds it's, great. It's, it's, it's a a a woman in the sand. It's, it's really it's like 1960. <laughs> it's I don't know. It was it's brilliant. Yeah. It's it's uh, really disturbing.
0: Because to me the most I'm visual totally watch thing that. was the mud. Is it on Netflix? It,
1: it is, but I think you'll have to order it like an, on a uh, DVD.
0: So Alka, rush us through fun and games till we. Get so to the, the
1: fun and games really starts when she goes to this uh, when she arrives at Allerdale Hall and. The first kind of inkling we have that something is wrong is I can't remember what this guy Finley, who's like a laborer on the estate, says, but he says something like "Welcome back, Mrs. Sharp," and she just kind of looks at him like "Back" or some kind some exchange happens there.
0: And she says, "I just I I uh, I just got married, or I have I have a wife," and he's like, "Of course you have a right.
1: wife." Right. There's there's that exchange, and then. Um, yeah. We see the house. We see the clay underfoot. The the dog, which everyone thinks it was, it was one
0: of the ex's dogs, right?
3: Wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Everybody thought,
0: and he left
3: it out. Kept expecting the dog to have been like a ghost.
0: Yeah, where's the dog ghost? We went little 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 dead baby ghost, little dog ghost.
1: And then she continues to wake up without Thomas. Like she, this is the what we've been talking about. Where she goes and. She kind of explores the house, following sounds, following the dog. She finds this cupboard, which has these cylinders with recordings on them. She finds a trunk with the initials ES on it, uh, which managed to be her own initials. But it says Enola on uh, the side of the trunk. And and then she also sees, this is the time when she sees that red ghost with the cleaver in the head coming out of the bathtub. Like the shining. Mom,
2: Mom number two. Yeah,
1: she's I think that's Mom number one. That's their mother with the cleaver in the head.
2: Exactly, their mother, but her she had her mother in the yeah. beginning with her warning. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. that
1: mother has left her and now Or does her mother visit her out here? I can't remember now her
3: mother never comes back.
1: Okay. Okay. So this is the I other like mother. She only sees
2: her when she's little, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Only to say beware crimson peak.
1: No, no, she sees her that night that Tom comes and gets her to go to that party. She does see her mother again. You're right. That's why she leaves with him because she's kind of spooked by it. But um then we also see her coughing up blood. Edith is coughing up blood and she kind of is drinking this yes. tea which is bitter. And um after she sees that ghost
0: I, I wrote I my my note with the, the with my my note with the with the, the tea and the coughing up blood was I wrote poison and vomiting blood. Meh meh you know, yeah,
1: but it's beautiful. It's brother, on the brother little and white handkerchief the, on the on the pillow. I, I yeah. think it's you know it's
0: that's a yeah gothic, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, but that,
2: that's that, Alka, that I'm gonna to... write something with you. I'm definitely gonna write yes, something with you. I'm not joking. We're gonna do it.
0: <laughs> that goes. But that goes back to. Um, I hope it's
3: not a gothic
0: horror. Oh, that goes back to e- Edith Wharton and tuberculosis.
2: Oh, I didn't yeah. Put TV in that mix
0: huh well no uh, alka alka gave me the edith wharton thing and um you know that's just like that all that gothic stuff about the blood and the um uh, Hmm. and the tuberculosis tuberculosis was like a big uh thing in uh uh uh, tuberculosis hospitals was part of yeah that was was a big thing also edith wharton had little doggies ah yes she did
1: like the little dog in the movie Oh.
3: So something that was mentioned. This is in a the total movie.
2: homage. She's right. She totally nailed it in the beginning. It's an homage, and where yeah. you could act, you have a beautiful budget. People believe in you, kind of like when M Night before M Night did the last Airbender, yeah. and you can ride with what you really want. She's right. You're right. Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, this film is like if you if you view it with a you know with a with an eye of it being of this thing that it is, which is gothic horror, yeah. gothic romance. It's like it's very yeah. much and it's a lush, beautiful piece of filmmaking. It really is. It may not be like taking it to the next level which we expect and all of those things we've kind of gone over, but it's beautiful. Um
2: I agree. Here's my only you... problem. Fuck, I'm really gonna say it again. Because he's done Pan's Labyrinth, because he's done The Devil's Backbone, (laughs) because he's done Kronos, we know he can turn out very interesting, twisting scripts that we don't see coming. Here's the words. We don't see coming. So tell me at any point with this script, did you have that moment where you didn't see it coming?
1: No, I don't think so, but I think <laughs> after you kind of I got into the mood, I got into it I did got into it early and my, I stayed with yeah. it because I felt like you know that character was compelling i I liked her as uh you know as that protagonist into this world i I really did I you know, what can I say? I love the way like she loved
2: She's veteran stoker. Oh I love the way that I loved. <laughs>
0: Just, just to go off that, um, the the idea of the simplified version of the story, like a, just a remake. If this was like the remake of the Gothic romance, it reminded me a lot of. Did anyone see The Wolf Man in two thousand and ten with Benicia? Nicholson Hopkins?
3: Benicio <laughs> del Toro.
0: We are talking with Nicholson or no? <laughs> Sorry, uh, Benicio del Toro. No. Is the Wolf Man Emily Blunt? Is the love interest? Um, Anthony Hopkins is, like, uh, the mentor character. It was a very simple American man is bitten by a wolf, turns into a werewolf, and it was Del Toro who is... uh, Sorry, this is (laughs) (laughs) Del Toro. Uh, This is Benicio Del Toro, um, who looks like a wolf man. If you're going to cast a wolf man, cast Benicio... That film was very much just a retelling of the simplest, classic, most classic Wolfman myth in a beautiful way with beautiful acting, um, but nothing new, no innovation at all. Like in this, in the story sense, um, and you know what? As screenwriters, maybe we get obsessed with that, <laughs> and filmmakers are just like, "Well, I'm doing it new visuals, I'm doing new atmosphere," you know. I don't know.
3: Right, but then but it becomes it like Gus Van to... Sant psycho. You know, it becomes like is this a shot-for-shot exactly. shot remake of something else? Um, yeah. Agree. You know?
2: I totally agree. It's not bad though. I'm. I, I. It's not a bad thing, but again, sell it that way. Um, yeah, what, okay, you're actually stuff? making me take deeper layers to Crimson than I had before, but but give it. Give your audience say, you know what? And oh. Om- <sighs> You needed to be part of the marketing team. An homage to gothic horror. Then that's yeah. it. I would have known what I was walking into. And well, I no probably would have appreciated have well, no seen.
0: No one would have seen, this is Del Toro's literary film. No, tons film. of people
2: would have come out for it because they've seen *Pan's Labyrinth. They've seen a lot of his work. But the right audience would have come out. He probably would have gotten more because there's probably a he bunch would, of people he, that love gothic got- that were afraid of it because they were scared it was going to be gory.
0: He wouldn't have got the horror audience. He wouldn't have got the Hellboy audience or the Pacific Rim audience. But see,
2: here's the problem. Let's let's look at the the analytics of the horror thing. I love horror. That's my world. It makes a boatload of money with little budgets, and that's with why everybody budget. loves horror now. Yeah, exactly. With small budget. But the problem is, and no stars. With pieces and no like stars. this, you should have sold it as a gothic and let it reside on his credentials as a strong filmmaker and let all of the people that love Pan's Labyrinth... There are probably a good amount of Pan Pan's Labyrinth people that didn't see it because they were scared it was a horror because they know his Hellboy side or his The Strain side. Oh, my God. That if, they had pro- if they had programmed it as such, they would Christina, have come out for it. Christina, you're
0: a genius. Alka, you're a genius. You both inspired me. What this should have been, this should have been... Guillermo de Toro's Jane Eyre. This should have yeah. been Jane That's Eyre. That's
1: exactly what it va- was.
3: Via and gay Eyre and, and you don't need the ghost.
0: Because it would have had the expectations of, oh, it's Jane Eyre, but it would have been Let me sick. tell you, when I went into
1: some- that movie theater, I remember looking around going, oh, there are dudes here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was very strange to me, but I think I did go in there thinking... Okay, this is what it is, because I saw all the pieces, right? You see Jane Eyre, Mia Wazabusa, and we see, um, you know, the big (laughs) house in a remote location. We see all of those pieces, like they're all flying around you when you buy the ticket, you know? And then I walked in and I was like, there are dudes here who've come here alone. Like there were dudes out there without women with them, which was like, yeah, it didn't I, I even register to me until like Christina was talking just now. I was like, oh, that's why they were here, <laughs> you know? But yeah, that's, it was Guillermo del Toro's Jane Eyre.
0: And that, if, if, it, if, if, if I had if, if heard that he did some classic literary Gothic romance and then like upped it, I would have been very satisfied instead of some horror movie that was uh, literarized. And and
3: that's kind of like like Joss Whedon doing Shakespeare, you
0: know? Yeah, right, right. When he, yeah, yeah. You expected, like, uh, uh, some sci-fi or vampires to show up.
3: Right, but, like, you know, if he's interested in it and he wants to focus on it and he loves his insects, you know, let him go (laughs) in that direction, but sell it, you know, sell it that way.
2: The and only was, movie wasn't known sold him, that way. God's honest truth. Before, he, here's what here's a different layer, another layer to Guillermo del, del Toro. I feel like there's the home, non-American Guillermo del, del Toro that does these beautiful, very intuitive, spook, Devil's Backbone. I went to a, in, into it wanting so much, and I was blown away, but it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And then there's the Hollywood Guillermo del Toro that. Hobbit Strain Hellboy these things and it's kind of too when he brings it home it's so special it is you know it is when he takes it to
1: Hollywood it's just it's I think don't, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is one of those films that was so close to being so beautiful like for me and it was again in this you know very much in this vein of telling this domestic story in a very frightening way, you know. Now it was a lot scarier than uh, um, Crimson Peak. It it wow. wasn't. Uh, wow. It was much more its own thing, but it had one of the most, um, the smartest stepmother protagonists like ever. I just I was so impressed with how close he got, but you know there were there were holes because there were.
0: Alka, we have to finish up. Yeah, 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 the yeah. yeah. the beats, just for podcast. okay. So,
1: um, she is. We were in the fun and games. So she's like coughing up blood. They're poisoning her. She wants to leave, but she's got nowhere to go, right? And uh, Tom says, "Why don't we go out tomorrow to the post office?" And that brings us to our midpoint, which is the letters that she receives, right? So there's one that. From her attorney, who's like, you know, kind of transferring the probate. Uh, The father's assets are going to go through her and eventually through Tom, which kind of sets that clock ticking. Then there's another letter from Milan to the previous Mrs. E. Sharp, who she is, but she's never been to Milan. So that's the midpoint, I think. Um, The bad guys close in is uh, Edith and Thomas consummate their marriage while they're out there they she kind of convinces him like i really don't want to go back to the house can we please just stay here for the night and he's intrigued enough by her at this point that he's like all right and he actually
0: it's it's cool that they that they um they they first make love outside yeah. of the house as if the house is this impure right. place
1: and of course,
2: that cook, I agree with a couldn't. midpoint, but bad, bad guys closing in, no one's closed in. Are we not allowing the bad guys close in to be when uh, the sister's aware of the key missing? I, f-
1: I think that I she goes like, crazy what? when she gets back. Like Lucille goes crazy when she goes back and she starts poisoning her more, right? She, like, ups the ante. Like, she doesn't care that she's not drinking the tea anymore. She, she puts blood? it in the food. When she cough blood into the Oh, this the is napkin. before. This is fun and games.
0: Well, we got napkin, and then we got, like, vomit in the sink. Yeah. Like, once uh, uh, with the porridge. Yeah, so know? she's
1: upping, like, Lucille poisons her more. And um, I think the, the fact that she's closer to Thomas is also the bad guys closing in. The All is lost is when she steals the key, opens the trunk, And all those, that evidence kind of pours out, you know, all the evidence with the gramophone and the recording and um, she, but she's getting weaker, right? So she's getting, they're poisoning her. She's getting weaker and she's actually bedridden when Lucille is like feeding her. Um, And uh, at this point,
0: the new info after the all is lost is the, uh, the fact that she's being poisoned, it—it's it, its He it, tells her,
1: Thomas she, tells her, don't drink yeah. the tea ever, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and now and now the breaking of three. Well, we do the
1: dark night of the soul, right? Oh, okay. So Sorry. she yes, hears please, the baby please. crying, and um, that other ghost kind of points her towards this bedchamber, which is Lucille's bedchamber, and that is where she sees Lucille and. Thomas in flagrante Delecto. And uh, she freaks out. She flips out <laughs> and she's pushed over the balustrade. This is where she falls like three floors and lands in a pile of snow in the middle of the house. And knock knock. Guess who's at the door? Be-
0: beautifully, beautifully done because I thought she was dead. Yeah. But she just breaks her leg With- like the previous Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Sharp, Sharp,
3: Sharp, and she needs a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, and they got one.
3: And they bring it She's back.
1: Great. Yeah, <laughs> we are equipped for this situation.
0: Yeah, Thomas's <laughs> game is you know there's no shame in his game. Right.
1: So and Dr. McMichael shows up and says Edith and I are leaving. <laughs> and is. The break into three happens Oh when that he...
2: bravado scene annoyed me I was just like do you not How do you not have a game Oh okay I'll could talk about this I, I don't I... see my mind Is thinking now like you enter a situation Like that and you have like a shotgun uh, Three three other A scapel you A scapel would have done
1: fu- very he adequately Something But no Well, He has he to walk in there with bravado from the and
3: no serious
1: it. It's true it's true he couldn't get a ride so he kind of left all his stuff including his four hour walk yes Um, (laughs) so the break into three happens when uh mcmichael is stabbed first by lucille then by thomas who's like very kind of gentlemanly about it and says you're a doctor show me where
0: which is well he doesn't want to kill him Right. And this is, like, yeah. so late for him to be... Yeah, that's what it was. It was, like, show me where to do it. At first, I was, like, uh, why? To do it, like, so you don't torture him? Nobody's torturing anybody. He's, like, oh, so yeah, he can live. Yeah, because he okay. tells him yeah. to go
1: through the mine shaft downstairs. He's, like, okay, I'm going to do this, and you're going to go through the mine shaft, and you're going to live. So...
0: This is our third act, that's right? That's the
1: break into three. Yep. Okay. The
0: and finale then, is... Uh,
1: Lucille is burning Edith's book page by page while she signs the so papers messed up. okay so and the reason why she's doing that because <laughs> she's being so petty and mean in this moment is that she This is
0: obviously a literary film where the third act is the burning that of books is, while, while somebody ah, signs while yay. somebody signs a contract
1: Yes. yes.
2: Burn the yeah. book
1: and but then she's we, pissed because none of the others fucked Thomas you see no he oh, has a
2: baby he has a baby yes. where'd the baby come from there is a baby oh, oh. It's a, it was an incest baby they say it an baby. it's a, a misbreed they kind of insinuate it's a brother sister no, that's why it was an does the italian baby. lady fight with him over the baby? or over Lucille because she
3: wanted to take care of the baby she thought she could help it oh yeah
2: do we really say that this brother sister baby that the wife agrees to take care of are we really she yes, I mean, didn't know to that's that's the, the wife to was dead the wife was dead
0: lucille wanted to take care of it but she got, she's got
3: lucille was saying that no one sleep that he never slept with any of them but she still wanted to take care of the baby
2: the italian so okay so it's not the italian's baby it's brother sister's baby yeah and that's why it had defects. But that lecherous sister would let another woman
1: touch the baby? I don't... This is so...
3: Yeah, that's that's where the movie falls to pieces.
1: Okay. Who, why are we talking about the Maybe baby? Maybe she didn't Who care cares? about the baby. I mean, she just cares about Tom. Where the, about where Tom. The young, wait, wait. Was so Alka just Tom. said it.
2: What does Lucille really care about him. what is her goal in this movie i don't yeah. know
0: i i keep saying just that there's no plan with, with thomas. thomas she
2: just wants to keep him but but she
0: doesn't keep the house very well is no. the house sinking into the, the and she lets women she hates
1: take care of her child that's and it's weird how she's kind of like a servant in that house after where's a while all right mo- where's who all is all cooking mo- money the money going who is washing the clothes i think it's lucille it's same question you know and it's why that? I don't get it. Why does she do it? It's the why same question we
0: have for Del Toro. Where's all that money right? going?
1: <laughs> Where's the like, well, it's who's only gonna patch million. up the ceiling and who's gonna get some help around here? Yeah. It was only fifty five million dollars. It
0: reminded me okay, guys, it reminded me of the house in Great Expectations in uh uh sure. Alfonso. Ms. Yeah, Miss Haverson's house in Alfonso Quaron's Great Expectations. Quaron is uh, is 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 homeboys with del toro uh, it also reminded me of the shitty house and fight club that was like falling <laughs> apart. um but so we're in the third act we get um there's a whole bunch of stabbing yeah.
1: edith while she's so she's signing this c- paper that is going to sign over the assets to thomas and instead yeah. takes this pen that her father has given her and stabs lucille right then Lucille stabs Thomas.
3: Wait, doesn't she not stab him? She doesn't stab her until the end. No,
1: she stabs her like Lucille's burning the things. Lucille. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're right. And then so she stabs yeah. Lucille, and she kind of runs off. But Lucille then stabs Thomas, and she stabs yeah. him in his him in face because
3: that was the best part of the movie.
1: Yeah, except for the red tear, the single red tear, yep. which
0: drove. Oh, me that was beautiful. I like that very much. I started to forgive all that. Stab in the face Red
2: tear
1: single tier. red tear. Yeah. I yeah.
2: I don't have a problem with that. I if it's symbolic and it has a purpose. It's just listening to all four of us talk, more listening to the three of you talk uh, me, I'm realizing I'm I'm sorry to digress, but I'm realizing you know how with a lot of T V shows there's a writer's room. Like Anywhere upwards of 6 to 10, maybe 15, depending on the show. Why the fuck aren't there writers' rooms for films? Have Throw two fucking strong women in that Like script. us. Like us. Go ahead. It Guillermo, been, we are talking to you. Have been if poked. you can
1: hear my voice, Guillermo Why is it del Toro? only
2: one to two people on Twitter, a script okay. and then it goes <laughs> for that kind of fucking budget? Really? If this had a if this had a writers' room, this we would have beat the shit out of all these holes, and it would have been amazing.
0: It could have been sick. If they did, did, if they did Crimson Peak uh, season of American Horror Story, it would have been sick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's an yeah, uh, there's, some, so, there's something
3: that un- cool. non collaborative about film, even when it is collaborative. You know, when it comes to scripts, um, that's that's so different from TV. I, I mean. You know, we're jumping off track here a little bit. It's more
0: of the director's medium, obviously. Um, But, Alka, thank you for walking us through all those beats. We have to round things up. We've got to do, again, our summary, like sort of not one up, one down, but our conclusions, what we liked and didn't like about the film now that we've heard each other out. And I'll – well, we can – I want to start with – Jared, because you are our newbie.
3: Nice. Um, and I, I think it's only fitting that that that, that the women, uh, cl- you know, clean up here. But um, you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa that came <laughs> no, out. Really I wrong. know. Did that, let, let, Thank you for we'll, saying we'll that. we edit dude. it and post.
0: He, he he meant that in the uh, the baseball sense, not the house sense. Yeah, right? I, I meant right?
3: that in the baseball sense, and, and as a Mets <laughs> fan, I'm very excited about yeah, baseball. I didn't really I it really is not much, right much better,
2: but
0: okay. And Jared will not be back on the podcast. <laughs> we
2: will we will edit it in post. Just edit it in post. His cherry has been broken. There, we have a feminist <laughs> analogy to even it out. Yeah,
0: clean up that broke down haunted house. But uh, where Lucille. I'll go with this is that.
3: I kind of, you know, I agree with Alka, you know, I mean this was, you know, it was it's an enjoyable film. Like I enjoyed being in that world. I just wanted more of, you know, I wanted them I wanted Del Toro to deliver more on some of that promise, you know. Like he he raises some interesting points, you know, and like one of the things that was and if anyone has an idea on this, I'd love to love to hear it. You know, he kind of talks in the beginning with her book, you know, her ghost story. And you know the ghost is a metaphor. For me, it didn't really come back. You know, I didn't really, I don't feel like there was enough of a of a vivid mem- metaphor for for what we were seeing, and and that's really where I feel like the film failed. You know, like it, it kind of set it up in a, in a way that I felt like this was going to be an original telling of this kind of story that you've you know you've seen a lot. It's this gothic story. It's this you know this template that he's kind of going with, but. I he
0: summarizes it in one line at the end when he said ghosts are tied to a place, to and- a terrible crime, to an emotion, to a revenge, but we didn't feel that.
2: Let him see- have his close-out moment, David. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah. no, but um, you know, I would have liked a little, I mean, I feel like he was trying to like, make some symbolism there, but I would have liked, you know, I would have liked the symbolism to be a little clearer. I would have liked the story to be a little clearer. You know, some of the motivation, you know, with Lucille to be, you know, more dominant than it was. So, you know, as we were saying, you know, I think, you know, having a writer's room would have cleaned up a lot of the things that we kind of pointed out that we felt like we're lacking. But, um, you know, overall, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't mind seeing it. I don't feel like I wasted time seeing it. You know, it was... It was vivid, you know. It was vivid in its execution. It was beautifully shot. You know, I just would have liked the story to just have been a little tighter and kind of explore some of the things that, that we've been discussing.
0: Awesome.
2: Can I go next so yes, that you Masita. and the gothic aficionado can like no, close I think, it? I think the queen of gothic is gonna. I, 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 I totally Elka needs to clean up I here. <laughs> um, I. I want to say when I saw this I, I kind of was like yeah I wish I could be there unlimited budget make it as beautiful as you want and tell the story I said that so I think the one up is it was beautiful visually that it flowed well if you have the patience for it but I do inevitably my critique is I feel like it was a, a PBS BBC that was poised as an FX film Mm. oh snap
3: man she just went there
0: tv analogy so that's it
3: she went down and abbey on it
0: yeah i was gonna say is downton abbey (laughs) uh meets american horror story sort of
2: yeah Oh, okay
1: i can do that yeah yeah. Yeah, and it does have that you know downton abbey was set up exactly like this come to think of it where you have somebody who is like english landed gentry and then you know he doesn't have the ma uh the money to kind of keep up his estate so he marries an american and brings yeah, in yeah. the money i mean it is Downton Abbey in its, oh, down to nabby and it's one
0: of the things about down Abbey is that it ta- it it takes place in the e in the era where the the uh the class distinctions are beginning to break right. down right and that's part of Okay, I'm I
2: killed. I only
0: saw yeah. Gossford Park. I didn't see down there. <laughs> Gosford Park is a, prot- prototype for the Abbey, so Ooh, it's a prototype for the Abbey. So what was that? Prototype for the Abbey. Don't ask me. I don't know who that is.
3: Has, has Has anyone ever heard of Baron? I've never heard of the title Baronet before.
2: Uh, Baroness.
3: Baron. I I've heard of. That's not a
2: noun, Yeah, it is.
0: Hold on. So I'm gonna do Baronet? my fi- I'm gonna do my finish up so that uh so that alka can do hers i yeah. liked i liked the uh the instruction and in gambit with the waltz and candle i liked the clay foundation of the house and it's thick bloody ooze seeping everywhere uh i liked the steampunk steampunk clay shoveling machine i liked that the red gold and sea green blue are the three colors of the the story uh, they were also the three colors of David Lynch's Dune, Dynasties. Just to pull that in, because that was like a gothic like attempt. I like the story a lot more now that Alka has like brought in the archetype of the gothic romance, and I think if I'd seen it with those expectations, it would have felt like Del Toro's Jane Eyre, and I'd have loved it. I still wanted like super poltergeist ending though like I wanted it to go to shit like th- shit to go mad I wanted it to be d- dead dogs, dead babies
1: sinking um, house house sink- sinking, sinking into house. the, uh, into yeah, the Earth.
0: all yeah. of that yeah. all of that Alka Bring us home.
1: So I think one of the things we did not talk about is one of the things I also liked, and maybe it wasn't uh, fully realized, but in the beginning, I actually liked this uh, focus on what you can see. So there was this, like, uh, focus on the eyes. You know, Dr. McMichael, he's an ophthalmologist. He has these daguerreotypes. They're iris effects. They're things that he's just playing with of her sight, you know? And I think these are cinematic and they're beautiful. Um, I also think, you know, this is a good protagonist. She's active. She is smart. And I think she's somebody who, um, you know, she's like almost like a pre-feminist hero. Like she kind of isn't like explicitly fighting for her identity, but that is essentially what You know is underneath this whole struggle like i said earlier she goes from her father's house to her husband's house and all the while having this kind of autonomous dream of you know publishing this novel that nobody wants to read and this you know her antagonist wants to burn i mean it's very noble what this protagonist is and um i think one of the things that doesn't work is the antagonist i think you know i wish they had worked on jessica chastain's character a little bit more like you guys were saying to make her more evil or to keep her more hidden um uh i think there was there were missed opportunities the most missed opportunities in that character um i also have one petty gripe and that is why buffalo you know why are we in Buffalo? Why can't this be New wow. York? Why can't this wow. be anywhere?
0: She dropped the mic. Wow. You
1: know, the I mic. just thought it was very strange. Buffalo. I mean, it's... B-
3: Buffalo was an industrial mecca.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's second, what it is.
2: Second, second biggest suffrage in... with Stanton and Anthony, the Seneca meet.
3: It's where they could film for cheap. Okay. Well, Seneca. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just thought, you know, are they? Uh, it, it just felt. Well, if you're saying it's all the industrial stuff, then, yeah, okay, maybe I buy it better now. But um, overall, I think this is a really great, strong example of uh, gothic uh, literature on film. I mean, it really feels like something like Daphne du Maurier could have written and Alfred Hitchcock could have made, or, you know, this feels like something that could have been made a long time ago and remade. And it's definitely an homage to this, uh, prototype.
0: Christina's fallen for you now. She, she, she started out as a hater and now she's a lover. You did it. If you
1: market it to me properly, I'll love it. Yeah. You'll see it one night, you know, one night you're going to be home It's going to be a cold winter's night. It's going to be like, you're going to have a little bit of a cold. You know, maybe you're on the other side of it, but you're still not yourself. And you're going to turn on the TV and it's going to be on and you're going to eat it up like a hot bowl of soup. Okay.
2: Like
1: Before any closeout, I just
2: have to say right now what I haven't said and what, because I'm an old lover of horror and ghost stories. I kept thinking of, ghost story with Douglas Fairbanks and that whole tension setting up in an old story because they were playing off of like the the Hammer films and the, the Vincent Price, Peter Cushing ghost stories came out in the 80s and they did what I was hoping this would do but I totally am a fan now that Alka has explained
1: so
0: guys thank you so much
1: thanks David yay Alka,
0: thanks for coming on jared thanks for coming on first time awesome i, I love it i'd love to be back christy well we'll have, we're, we're gonna consult uh consult the women who are cleaning up but uh you <laughs> <laughs> does, does no
3: women, one use the that there's no one use that phrase anymore The back the women, clean up
0: yeah. the women crushed it tonight they they ran this podcast guys this is the script The Script Podcast is produced by Jordan Rosengarten and David Negrin. You can email us, fan mail us, hate mail us, comments, questions, or proclamations to scriptfeed at gmail.com. Join our Facebook page by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can follow us on Twitter at Scriptfeed. If you live in New York City, sign up for one of our TV writing or screenwriting workshops at meetup.com under NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can support the script podcast at patreon.com slash the script.